attacked for the last three years. Y'all continue to be attacked. We appreciate what y'all do. We appreciate you being here today. We appreciate the work you do for the people and telling the truth. That's what we want in everything. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here, showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 team, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here, we're ready to play. We're ready to go anywhere. My agent, Jeff Nally, is ready to talk to any team. I interview with any team at any time. I've been ready, I'm staying ready, and I'll continue to be ready. And to all the people that came out here today to support. Charlemagne, are we live? Zach Randolph face. <laughs> Julius Randolph face. <laughs> oh, what's up? What's happening? What it do? Yeah, you know. It does everything. Uh, I've had the most unproductive day in the history of unproductive days. So the DMV was a no-go. Fam. All right. I'm going to compose myself so I don't uh, cuss too much. But essentially, I've spent three hours at the DMV. <laughs> to get to the counter when my number was called for the guy to tell me that I could do it online. Bruh. Because if I did it in person, it would take two weeks versus online two days. Wow. And I'm saying this calm, but my thought was Okay, so the dumb lady at the little uh, information desk couldn't tell me, sir, yeah, this is the form you need, but you should probably do it online. It'll be faster. Right. You didn't think to tell me that three hours ago? Yeah, she failed you. Help this lady failed you. I understand why niggas shoot up the DMV. I get it. Wait, is that a thing? Like, niggas are just shooting up the DMV? It used to be. Oh, man. But I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's enough to drive you crazy. And the, the, poor crazy. Guy, the poor guy that was actually trying to help me was like, he could see that I was visibly annoyed and holding back, like, yelling at him. But I'm like, sir, that's something somebody should have said to me before they gave me a ticket. I feel like that might have been something you could have found online. Like, this might be your fault. Nah, not fam. Not fam. Not fam. Nah. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put this at your feet. No, no. No, no. This is 100% your fault. Mm. Sorry, Mm. help this lady. Mm Mm-mm. No, don't. Sorry, help this lady. Mm Mm-mm. Because when I went the other day to get the form to find out what all I needed... Yeah, that's oh, yeah. what um, like that's what Google's for. Because help this lady mm-hmm. doesn't know more than Google. Help this so, lady was paid by DMV to do DMV things. Yeah, but she like I'm a city 
you work it too, but like that's a city job, so it's like anybody can get that. <laughs> like uh, this is your fault. No, you were supposed Mm-mm. to Google X, Y, and Z, and when you would have gotten to the DMV website once you used Google, they would have told you it's probably better that you do whatever you need to do right here, right now, and save yourself three hours waiting and the two weeks processing time. Mm-mm. So yeah, this is one hundred percent at Mm-mm. your feet. Nope, nope. And then the help desk lady is behind you. I'm not taking that. That's help desk lady's fault because she should have told me (laughs) when I picked up the papers and asked, (laughs) what all do I need? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She probably don't want to be there like, yeah, this is it. This is what you need. Next. Like, you know, those people aren't the most helpful. Well, then you shouldn't be at help desk, help desk lady. You, should, you shouldn't be <laughs> in position. It's New York City. She needs a job. She needs her coins. She might have a kid or two, a, a parent, a sibling to take care of. Leave help desk lady alone. Help desk lady, I just hope you have to sit in traffic <laughs> on your way home. I just hope. <laughs> Three hour traffic. Oh. <laughs> You get stuck on a train with a sick passenger. Yes, I hope <laughs> all the ill wills of the FDA. Yeah, that's the worst, though. I won't wish that on anybody. I, I hope on your commute you have three wheelchair passengers <laughs> and you don't ride the bus with the, vent, the ramp and it's the old school steps. <laughs> this is what I wish. <laughs> The that's old funny. school bus, you gotta close the front door and the bus driver gotta go all the way to the back door. That's the worst. A legit 10 minute process. <laughs> the worst. Oh man. Shout out to help this lady. No. She no did her best. No, she didn't. She, she did. Mm-mm. She did. Mm-mm. She did. Mm-mm. But we city workers, we aren't the most helpful. Like, that's just the. That's the stereotype that goes with being a city worker. Like, get them, we're mean, we're nasty, we're not very helpful. She was just fulfilling, you know, the stereotype. No, no. And then on top of help desk lady not being helpful, um, Bob's lovely furniture was called to do a uh, repair. <laughs> and I have to laugh because this nigga comes in. He takes a couple pictures and then goes, all right, I'm going to have to call the people because I don't have the right stuff I need to. Uh... Oh, do you now? Yo, awesome. I hate that. Awesome. I Superb. hate that. Like, why are you here? You should have everything on the spectrum possibly that you would need to fix anything. It should range from the smallest whatever to the biggest freaking crane. Bring everything because you just never know. Like, don't come here and tell me, oh, I don't have the part, I don't have the piece, I don't have the tool. Like, nigga, fam, I gotta come back. You gotta make you nah. I hate that. But you, the part that bugs me out the most, you knew what I needed when you scheduled the appointment. Yeah. So you schedule it knowing what was needed. You get here and you don't have what you need. You would help this lady, y'all, y'all both. <laughs> <laughs> and the same boat <laughs> uselessness and that's not even a city that's not a city job I'm not letting you no, that's not a city job 
Bob's is an independent corporation. <laughs> he dropped the ball on that one. Like, bring your stuff, bro. Like, you're a repairman. Bring everything you have. Fam, your truck should have nothing but. <laughs> like, nothing but. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't have that. Like, come on. Markers, screws, it should be an assortment of just miscellaneous crap. Everything. Every single thing. Don't tell me you don't have. Fam. But yeah, that's been my day. How's your day? How's your day been? Well, can't pale in comparison to yours. I went to get my eyebrows started and the place was closed. So, um, went and got my kids some clothes. Okay, you say that, and I'm, I thought I was moving away from this, and I might use the picture as the uh, art album art for this episode. But the DMV that I went to, nigga, it was in an abandoned mall. There was no stores in the mall. It was just a DMV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it sounds sketchy, yeah, it 100% is sketchy. Is it a strip mall? No, it, I can't even. I'm gonna. Matter of fact, yeah. Hold on one second. You should have an incoming uh photograph so you can see what the hell. Yeah, this is. I'm using the picture for the freaking cover art, but yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, you gotta find a better DMV, bro. Nigga, nothing, (laughs) nothing inside, Uh, nothing. Wow. Well, you know, there's always tomorrow. Nigga, I'm so fed, I'm so fed. (laughs) There's always tomorrow, like what? What else can you say? What else can you do? I'm about to leave my car parked in a private parking garage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it'll be better tomorrow. As cliche as it sounds. <laughs> That's it. Fam. <laughs> okay. All right. So on to me uh, getting my waves back. I don't... I don't... Tory Lanez can do it, nigga. Tiger can get braids, nigga. I'm coming back. You got Tory and Tiger money? Yo, don't 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 question. Just tell them, like, because you've been ducking, dodging, hiding your wealth for a year and a half now. If I had wealth to duck and dive, I would not be spending three hours in a DMV. I would have an assistant sitting online with the necessary paperwork and an external battery to make sure that I didn't have to do it. <laughs> external battery. <laughs> I would not. But no, I, I see these niggas getting it. You know what's weird? When, when I first started uh, losing my hair, I didn't want to let it go. So I would always get low, low, low Caesars. Mm-hmm. And then when, nigga, when your hairline starts pushing back and making an M, you got to just. Yeah, concede to the receipt. Yeah, you got to, you got to. When I joined the ball gang, 
I didn't, I didn't, I was so uncomfortable because I was so <laughs> seven <laughs> What year was this? What year was this when you were completely bald? <laughs> I don't know. I've recently been embracing it in terms of making sure it stays bald. I used to, <laughs> my hair would be reverse mohawk, nigga. I would have hair on the sides. <laughs> Yeah, the George Jefferson. How you be like, yo, I'm getting my hair cut every two weeks. Uh, (laughs) My headline was like, no. (laughs) No. No, you won't. Oh, man. I would say towards the end of last year was when I actually started taking it serious. Like, all right, let me uh, research. Tiffany? Was it like like your wife that was like, all right, babe, you know. No, because she was actually supportive, like, in my craziness. She wouldn't say anything but be like, oh, well, maybe you should try these razors, or maybe this, that, and the third. Like, it wasn't until I looked in the mirror one day, and I was like, fam, (laughs) you look absolutely nuts. (laughs) Oh, man. That's so hilarious. I only go to the barbershop now just to get a, my beard shaped up. But, yeah, I'm about to finesse the universe and get my waves back, man. It's Hold time. on. So you were three hours late to your baby shower getting your beard shaped? No, that was another story. And I wasn't three hours late to my baby shower just because I you was... You were three for, hours late to the baby help shower. Desk. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. You were three hours late to the baby shower. First off, you know, as a African American, if you're listening to this podcast, on your white constituents are sitting next to you, explain this concept of time to them. When black folk tell you, matter of fact, yes, this is a great question to ask before I go on with the story. If a party starts at invitation says three o'clock, what time do you show up? What time does it end? It doesn't have an end time. Uh, six minimum. That's ridiculous. If the invitation, if, if, if there's no end time, like you, like you plan on just going. Nah, if the party is like three to six, I would get there for four. If it's like three to eight, I would get there for like five. But if you you don't have no end time, I'm definitely two three hours late. How does that even make sense? Oh, yeah, you white people looking at this confused. If it starts at three, why would you get there at five? Because <laughs> the party don't really start till five. Nigga, if your party starts, let me help you out, white folk. If black people invite you to a cookout or something and they say be there at three o'clock and you show up at three o'clock, just know you're going to be making runs to the store and yeah, helping. You've been set up. sitting around looking stupid. <laughs> They're gonna be calling for you to unfold these chairs, wipe this table down, put these sternos here. Like, just get there a little bit late. If it's at somebody's house, definitely three hours late. If it's at like a venue, hour and a half, two hours. But I'm definitely not showing up at nobody's house <laughs> starting their party at, at three o'clock and don't have an end time. I'm not showing up at three, four, or five. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, my baby shower—that was you not were three late. hours late. I was not three hours late. The party was in full swing. 
We had gotten there about an hour and a half late. And so, you, so, by your own account. You, you weren't there. Yes, I definitely <laughs> just admitted that I'm not showing up to no party on time. We come late with the expectation that, yeah, this is a black party. Everybody going to be late. It's just going to be getting kicked off. Party was in full swing. Tiff looked great. People were eating, smiling, taking pictures with Arlene. I walked in. Arlene grabbed me like, hey. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's take this picture. And looking around, yo, where's Corey? And they go, your haircut. I'm like, <clears throat> he, like, he didn't know this baby shower was happening all week. Like, he couldn't do this day before, maybe two days before. You know, you can get away with two days before. Um, guys, guys listening will listen to this podcast and tell you the intent is to get a haircut the week of the event. And sometimes yeah, you want... Yeah, but you just completely waited to the day of, the time of, to go get your haircut. No, 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 no. Not your haircut, your beard is <clears throat> shaped. No, I needed a haircut for that. And a nigga that okay, cut my so hair was... was slow as molasses. And I was like, fam, like... <laughs> so, nigga, it's a bow head, bro. I'm not getting... <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming off, bro. Everything's coming off. <laughs> so now you want to blame the barber. Okay, so today is blame everybody but Corey. Bro. It's it's take accountability. The universe take accountability. That nigga, was, <laughs> that nigga kept asking me like, "Yo, you know if I put alcohol, I'm like, fam, I don't care." <laughs> I re- do your job. Like I really don't get care. Get me out of here. <laughs> Why are you explaining to me alcohol? Just cut it off. That's not funny. I had to stop the nigga because he was trying to like be mad. I'm like, fam, all right, can you just can you, can you just let me get out? Because I, I have to go. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's hilarious. That that's what happens when you find uh you have to find a replacement. The day of, and it's not your traditional place. What do women do when you need to get a hair, a hair or nails done, and your original place is either closed or on vacation? Do you just wait it out? It depends. Um, if it's an event, if you go so into if a it's post- an event, then yeah, you're just gonna have to suck it up and like call your best friend and see where you know she gets her nails and stuff done that, and see if you can get in there. Um, but hair is trickier because nowadays it's like weaves, wigs. You know, you can like slap a wig on these days and and be okay. Um, what's crisis mode to you if you're going somewhere and your hair needs to be done and you can't like let's let's say it's a vacation and you leave on a Thursday. What's crisis mode if you can't reach your beautician? By what day? What's when does panic begin to set in? Um, by Wednesday, yeah. If you don't have nothing done by Wednesday, then go all natural. Try to, you know, wing it out. And just wait till you come back. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. But, like, see, it's different now because, like I said before, it's so many different hairstyles. Um, 
like the vacation. It depends on, you know, like if girls going away with a bunch of other females, like, like I know chicks that just like take a bunch of wigs with them. Or, you know, if I'm like going away with my family, I would want to get braids so I don't have to worry about, you know, doing my hair and, you know, looking at the whole bunch of kids. Like that's just another thing to eliminate. So it was like, it depends on the vacation. Like, are you going away with your, just your significant other and you want to, you know, you're trying to be cute. You know what I mean? It's just like, it depends on the vacation, who you're going with. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to get your hair like braided or something, you could pretty much go to like any African for the most part. They're like, you know, one African, you've been in one African, you've been in them all. They pretty much have the same uh, talent level. Um, so that's not that much of an emergency. But if you're looking for like a sewing, a weave sewing, and you have a girl that does that, and you can't get a hold of her, she can't squeeze you in, and it's like Wednesday and you leave like Thursday morning, then that could be a problem. Because if you're trying to get like a sewing, that's not really easy to just like, you know, squeeze in somewhere. Even if you do call your 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 best friend lady, chances are she's, you know, lined up for the day. So like that could be difficult. Um, so yeah, it just depends. Oh, I mean, the worst thing for me as a guy was waiting. If a nigga was getting a, a afro, my God. <laughs> Fam. <laughs> I don't know what the equivalent is in a female salon, but if you have to wait for a nigga to get his afro either shaped up and picked out and all that other stuff, you might as well just come back. Yeah, that sucks. You might as well come back. That sucks. But yeah, um, speaking of afros, uh, let's get right into it, yeah, I guess. See what you, you did there. You see me? See you. You heard the opening. Uh, I don't want to give a disclaimer, but here it is. If if you're not <laughs> really a fan of sports, this conversation may go over your head. Or not. You may be able to join it. Either way. Roll it! <sighs> As the opening, you heard your Colin Cap telling uh, the media to tell the owners not to be scared, not to run, and basically face the music that he's been ready for three years. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. Um, That's a bar. Yeah, if you if you came here. This might be the episode. Yeah, this might be it. And if we were live in person, we probably would have had to stop at least three or four times. But this might be. <laughs> <laughs> this, might, this might be the episode. Uh, I want to do something rip. different. I want to do something different. I want you to obviously express your opinion and where you stand. But first, I want you to argue the opposite side. Okay, so to argue the opposite side, do you want to just like broad stroke what happened or just yeah? Uh, uh, so we 
mentioned last week, uh, NFL set up a workout for Colin Kaepernick. Um, they called him on a Tuesday. Workout was scheduled for a Saturday uh, at a facility in Atlanta where teams were invited Falcons to come. facility. Yes, uh, actual NFL teams facility in Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Um, Saturday came hours prior to hours prior to the workout. Colin says, you know what, guys, I'm not going to attend yours. I'm going to host my own at a high school. And yeah, because you won't let me have media there. I'm going to uh, host mine somewhere else where I can have media present. He does this um, at a high school with his own coaching staff, own receivers, etc., and pretty much uses that because he wants um he wants to work out videotaped and take it away. All right, so if I'm arguing for the NFL from the NFL standpoint, I would say that um Colin didn't notify us. Colin didn't notify us about him moving the workout. It was about an hour and a half. Some, you know, some say half hour. It was about an hour and a half prior to his originally scheduled workout that we arranged for him in the Falcons facility. Um, and we would have had our camera crew there to record the workout, which would have um, contained like footwork, route running, um, some drills. Um, so he chooses not to um, not to show up to that. He refused to sign the waiver, which is the standard waiver that we present to all prospects that are. Um, working out for the NFL. He didn't want to sign the waiver. He was upset that his, um, you know, videographers and outside media weren't going to be allowed into the workout. He was asking for transparency. We chose not to allow that. Um, and, you know, 25 teams were, were slated to attend. And an hour and a half before, he was just like, all right, now I'm not coming here. I'm going to do it at this high school, 60 miles away. And whoever wants to come, you know, y'all can come. I'll work out. I'll talk to you guys. I'll talk to the media. And the video will be available. Whoever wants me, whoever wants Colin, whatever, I'm available. My agent is here. Let's get it. Um, and from the NFL standpoint, it's like, all right, we set the interview up for you to, you know, give you a job, and you chose not to come. You just went your own route. All right. Now we're back to square one. Hold that. And I just want, for people listening, that is not her standpoint. Again, we're arguing the opposite of what we actually feel, and we're going to get into our our own um, reasoning and thinking behind stuff. All right. That's not how she feels. She's arguing NFL standpoint. 
I'm not saying that I'm against Colin, but here's my argument in his defense. Um, for three years, I've been blackballed. Nobody's called. Nobody's wanted to see video of me, even though I post workout videos online. No one's called me to tell me, hey, injuries are going rampant. We think that you could be valuable, even if you were a backup. Um, you call me on a weird day. Tell me that you want me to have a workout during the season on a day that's usually not a scouting workout day. I would probably be, I would probably be leery because it's like, well, that's random. One, I've been looking for, I've been looking and expressing that I wanted this opportunity for three years and out of the blue, you're telling me, oh, hey, we set up a workout for you, which never happens. I would be a little leery. Yeah. Um, you give me the waiver. I decline to sign a waiver because now I'm trying to protect me. Because if I can be honest, I don't trust you to protect my brand my image, and everything else. I opt not to go to your workout, but instead I host my own because I don't want your editing to sway people's opinions on what I can do. I want it to be raw so people can see what I've uh, what I've been saying for three years, which is I haven't lost a step. I am ready to play. If you call me tomorrow, I will pack my bags and make myself available. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with that being said, your actual standpoint on the matter is that you're siding with Cap, no? Yes, I am siding with Cap, 100%. I'm never going to go with the oppressor, ever. When, you know, our color, our kind is involved in some shady stuff. Um, I will say this. I was in contact with an NFL insider. Check us out. We're legit. Um, and they sent me they sent me the actual copy of the waiver that Cap's team refused to have him sign they said that this is a standard waiver that they present to every athlete, every individual that participates in a team workout um, they also informed me that the high school that Cat worked out at, um, he had to get permission. Like, he couldn't just roll up there, you know, and be like, yo, 
I'm Colin Kaepernick. I want to do this workout. Let us in. Like it's a public, it's a public high school, so he had to get written permission to be at that school, which means he probably planned this prior to Saturday. Okay, that's you know, I I I, I understand that. I get that part. Um, Folks, you're not gonna get this content on nobody else's podcast. These news outlets, whatever face really, podcast is giving you this. You're really not. So I asked the uh, I asked the person. I'm like, well, do you think the NFL was genuine in this um, arranging this workout? And they told me that they do believe the NFL was genuine, um, and they just don't understand why Cap had moved the way that he moved. So I'm like, all right cool you you know you work close with the NFL I, I I understand your standpoint on this um and I do get that I understand how people could look at cap like this was a publicity stunt on his part because you know he he made these arrangements prior to Saturday knowing that he wasn't going to go to the Falcons facility you know he showed up in a Kunta uh, Kente shirt um he didn't really do like standard workouts like the NFL would have had him do. He just, you know, threw the ball. Um, he didn't have the receivers run any routes. They were just, you know, basically, excuse me, they were basically just like playing catch. Um, so I get why people are mad at Cat. But I'm like, listen, guys, the man was out of work for three years. No one has called this man in three years. No one has showed interest. The Seahawks, a little bit. And then Pete was like, yeah, he, you know, Collins better than backing up Russell Wilson, you know. He'll, Which, he'll but, find work. That would have been crazy if <clears throat> yeah. Seahawks took that, uh, just took that initiative. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, so besides that, it was just, it was nothing. Um, so out of the blue, you get a call, your team gets a call from the NFL when Roger Goodell, Roger Goodell said himself, the NFL doesn't host workout, that's a team issue, that's a team decision, but yet the NFL is going to host this workout for you because, you know, we, we're sorry that we blackballed you for the last three years. We want to, you know, show in good faith that you have an opportunity to be a quarterback in the NFL. Forgive me for not, you know, buying into that. And I can see why Captain his team wouldn't be like, Wait a minute. All of a sudden, you guys have, like, a moral switch that just went off and, you know, decided that you want to employ me? All right, cool. We'll play this game. So, for me, it's like Cap and his team saw the play. Like, if we playing chess, they already saw the pawn, the knight, the rook. They already saw the checkmate. And they was like, nah, I can move here. We can do this. We can do that. We can do that. And we can make we can change the narrative. We can make it about us because we already see how nasty y'all moving with this. That waiver, which would prevent the NFL from getting sued by Colin again, like that's all it was to me. Like the NFL lawyers were like, just randomly, like a random revelation. I'm. I, I'm not, you know, I do, but I can imagine this is how it happened. It was just like a random revelation, like, you know, those waivers could protect what you guys have going on with Colin. Well, how are we going to get him to sign a waiver? Like, you know, just tell him we'll come work him out and, you know, 
he'll sign a waiver and you know, nobody will probably pick him up because he's, nobody's been looking at him for the past three years. But you'll have his signature on the waiver and you guys will be protected. And to the public, it'll look like, oh, we gave Colin a chance. We worked him out. We edited video, sent it out to the 32 teams. Nobody was interested. Our hands are clean. That's all this was to me. And nobody else can convince me otherwise. And I believe that Cap's team saw that play and was like, nah, this is shady ass. Frack! And, they, and from that moment, they called the school. They called the school the next day, like, yo, we got a situation. We might need your building. You know, be on standby. And it played out the way it played out. I'm not going to not cap for playing their game and doing it a, a little bit better and showing everybody what the NFL was really about. Because that wasn't... To me, that wasn't genuine. That's not a genuine move. They don't care about him working for the NFL again. When have they ever? When have they ever? So don't tell me, you know, it's been three years and Jay-Z is on the board and, and now all of a sudden, yeah, we need Cat. No. No. And it was unnecessary to me. And it was, it's just a big mess. And now... You know, you're back in, in the public eye with this cat versus the NFL, cat black balls, NFL is racist, NFL is shady. Like, it was just unnecessary. You guys should have just left it where it was. He got the settlement in February, and, you know, he went about his business. That's it. So I don't blame Cap for going up there with a Kunta Kente. Like, yeah, I'm not about to coon out because y'all giving me some fake, you know, some fake workout. And, you know, forgive the man for not trusting the NFL to properly convey the workout in a video without letting him have his own um, team there, without letting the media be present, without letting it be live for the public to see. Like, what would have been the big deal? What would have been the big deal for, for the public to see the workout live? Like, that's, that should, for people, that should be an automatic, like, hold up. Like, if you guys are really genuine about him working for the NFL again, and you calling him in for this workout, why can't the public see? Why is it just going to be your media team there, you will edit the video and send it out to the 32 team? That's fishy to me. That should be fishy to everybody. If you were really, really concerned about him getting a, getting uh, a job, but you weren't, so I get it. That's that's why his media team wasn't allowed, and you know that's why you y'all presented him with the waiver and he curbed it. And and you know it is what it is. I don't think he's ever gonna play in the NFL again. I think I kind of came to that conclusion before, <laughs> but then this whole like circus. It just proved further to me. It was like, yeah, these guys, these guys are nuts. All right. Um, please, by all means, I want you to, because this is going to go back and forth. It's going to go back and forth. Um, the only part that I have an issue with, because I was a, I was standing with Kaepernick 
this entire time. I even had an ex coworker who, uh, if you saw him, you would think Trump supporter uh, haunts deer, <laughs> wears camouflage, but completely opposite from the. <laughs> that's what you would think when you see him. We spoke about this Kaepernick thing, and three years ago, him and I would have these conversations, and he would say, this is Colin Kaepernick's fault, blah, 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 blah. He doesn't have a job because of him. And I used to argue him down and say, that's not the case. He decided to stand. We all know the story. Where Colin kind of shook my, like, a cap I'm riding with you was this whole process that just unraveled this weekend. I get it. You didn't trust them to show you in the light that you wish you would have been portrayed in. You wanted your own media team. Stop right there. And this is where my issue comes. For three years, we've been waiting for you to say anything to any media outlet about your stance, and your side. You signed your agreement after you sued the NFL, and we didn't hear anything from you. We still don't know your side. All you said to us in three years was, I've been ready, stop running, whatever have you. I've been denied, I've been ready, stop running. Why was it so important for you to have your own media or access to media there when you haven't addressed media in three years. Yeah, the NFL would have had it taped. Yeah, it would have went out to all the owners. Why was it so important to you to have your media coverage there? And from the videos, they didn't they only showed the one one um one pass or a couple um looked like a couple of the same passes, deep passes, no real why would you not want in the area in the age of social media and things going viral if the if you have Schefter there, if you have um Barry, if you have all of these guys that comment on the sport and are I'm gonna say unbiased, they get paid a salary to report on a sport. Why would you not want Schefter to tweet, Colin looks awesome. Just got NFL video of Colin's workout, sending it out in a few minutes. Why would you not want the guys on the Sunday, Sunday, morning, uh, Sunday morning football, Thursday night football, why would you not want them talking about how good <clears throat> you performed during your workout? That's neither here nor there. The waiver, yeah, it was shaky. If I'm a boss and I hire you for something, whatever happens, whether it be misconduct, I ask you to go on an involuntary leave and you sue me. If I say, hey, I'll give you a job back, but I just want to make sure, should you do anything again you can't sue me granted it's janky on both sides let me make that point clear it's janky on both sides and if the waiver was the biggest problem no that's not you know why that's not janky on both sides 
that's only janky for that from the NFL perspective because nobody showed interest in hiring him for three years. So the chances of him getting hired was very slim to none. And the NFL was trying there was no media. There was no me- there was no media. It wasn't gonna be any me- it was gonna be a closed workout. Nobody was gonna be there but the NFL camera crews and the teams that said that they would show up. There was no media invitation. It wasn't gonna be like the combine where it's just like, you know, a bunch of presses piled around the, the entire stadium. It and- was just gonna be completely controlled. So forgive me if I worked for an institution that was very oppressive and blackballing me and keeping me out of their corporation for the past three years, then saying, hey, come to our building. Our guys will film you. Our guys will interview you. Our our guys will watch you. And whatever we collect from this workout, we'll send it to our guys. And our guys will decide if they want you to play for their team. But you, it's been crickets for the past three years. You you can't answer this because you're not in his position. But do you want to play for their guys? If no, I don't want to play, then you know what? I'm good on your invitation to come work out. Because it seems sketchy. You invited me. I'm good. The reason why I said it's janky on both sides, yeah, the waiver from the NFL was 100% skeptical, but I get it. You're covering your behind because we just closed this issue in February. You came at us for, you came at us. We've settled this agreement. You signed it. You got a payday. You haven't been able to talk about it. We settled issue A. Now we're covering our asses so that if issue A happens again, it's the double jeopardy thing. You can't you can't get persecuted for the same thing twice. Right. Why not have and in every negotiation you have to cover yourself, I have to cover myself. If this podcast gets picked up by a big entity tomorrow, of course, they're going to be worried about their bottom line and you and I are going to be worried about making sure we're protected. No, we're not going to give you full ownership of our thing. You're going to give us a a, a certain dollar amount. Great. Just know creatively, we are responsible for doing X, Y, Z. We can negotiate what those terms are and, and what it is you're looking for from us. But essentially we're looking out for us. Y'all are looking out for y'all. Right. Colin hasn't spoken to any media source. So why is it so important to you to have media coverage if you were not talking to the media for three years? Why is that important now? So that the, so that they can cover the workout honestly. You, you have a, you, and this is where I can't, I can't get with that reasoning in, to, in 2019, if you would have said that in maybe, I'll go as far, uh, 2003, if you would have said that was the reason, okay, cool. If you didn't want it to be shown in a certain light, not in this day and time. Because contrary to what they could have put out, you have a 
Instagram account, there's YouTube, there's live TV, there's any any feed in the world. Somebody could somebody uh anybody could have picked up a phone, recorded the workout, and it gone viral. So that's not an excuse to me. You want to control a narrative of how the video looks? That's not an excuse. Because there's so many other means where you can go direct direct to consumer from your own sources, stuff that you can control. Mellow. So I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Hold on. The workout was to be recorded by the film crew of the NFL. That was the only cameras that were going to be allowed. And my 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 only thing is, if you, Colin, are worried about how that spun because it's shot by the NFL's film crew who will edit it and do whatever and send it to other teams, you have access to other sources to get that, not that video, but another video you working out to the same sort. Like, it's it's we're not going to sit and act like police don't watch Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're not going to act like scouts don't watch this stuff. We're not going to act like marketing people don't watch this stuff. There's, what all I'm saying is there's more control for him in today's time to not be worried about if that yeah, video... Yeah, but I don't... I would, yeah, I would agree with that if it, wasn't, if it wasn't in an NFL house. If it was at an open field, like an open gym, all right, cool. I can understand that. But the, to me, the NFL was very strategic in this. Having it at the Falcons facility, having only their their film crew um, record the process. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him for not trusting them. I don't blame him for being skeptical of not even letting my personal videographer. All right, you don't want the media here. You don't want it to be a circus. Okay, cool, but not letting my own personal videographer in to film me like to me that that raises a hundred red flags right off the bat that raises a hundred red flags it it just goes to show that the nfl wanted to control the situation they wanted to control the narrative they wanted to control what was captured they wanted to control what was sent out who it was sent out to how it was sent out the fact that no media was allowed that's that's fishy to me and that brings me back to my question that you can't answer because you're not him. Do you want a job? Yes or no. And the only reason why I say it like that is because let's just say, okay, it's fishy that the NFL would only video crews that were going to be there. If he balls out, they can't edit it out to make it look like he's not. There's scouts there. So even if the NFL teams were the NFL crew, Let's just say they were, if they were being, I'm going to say, like, white people can be recording with the lens cap, <laughs> recording with the lens cap on a, the, the camera. Oh, man, we missed that whole thing. But we were recording, though. If that was the case, okay, we get it. But there's scouts present. So regardless of if the NFL tries to edit it, to cut it, or trim it down and make it look however bad they want, there's scouts and media personality there that can vouch for Cap and be like, "Nah, we're at the we're at this workout live, and your man is balling." 
Your man's throwing deep passes. He's running routes. Like, this, if this was 2003, I can understand. Would it matter to you what people were saying behind the scenes, or would it matter to you what people actually can see? Because if a video was put out that's edited, that's not showing me in the best light, but there are people behind the scenes saying, just, you know, randomly tweeting the scouts, whoever, Cap look good, but the video that they're running on SportsCenter is the janky version of what he produced. The video that was shown... Do optics matter? Do optics matter? The video that was shown was janky. I don't mean janky like quality. I mean chopped up, edited as if he was just okay. Let me tell and for me, in this day and time where I may miss a sports center is not like before where I would have my TV on ESPN repeatedly watching sports center over and over and over. And in day and age when I'm on a go and I can pick up my phone and have alerts set for when Schefter or somebody reports on something. Yeah, I'm more I'm more drawn to, oh, okay, I got an instant alert. I got a notification. Um, they just commented on X, Y, and Z. I'd rather take that than to catch a clip that maybe you, for instance, the Pittsburgh fight, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. They showed the same video footage of that fight over and over and over and over again. But people that were tweeting about it and what the NFL's um, repercussions would be, that was more impactful to me than seeing the same clip over and over and over. And what was the clip? It wasn't of um, Rudolph pushing Miles Garrett. It was Miles Garrett trying to rip his helmet off and then hitting him with it. Yeah. Um. I think we're getting too caught up on the media aspect. Um, yeah, but that's... And I do under, but I do understand. I do understand where you're coming from. Um, but to me, I can see how um, a person who has been blackballed from something that they grew up, you know, wanting to do all their lives, so passionate about it, um, trying to get back into it for three and a half years and then couldn't, but then they see this opportunity um, out of nowhere, like, completely out of the blue, they get this opportunity, which could kind of be like, you know, leave you scratching your head. Um, and then they present to you this waiver, and that could also, like, uh, okay, so that's, like, two scratches. And then it's like, well, only our camera crews will be there. Nobody else is going to come. Nobody else can record. So there's, like, three scratches. So it's like, all right, like, what is this really about? That's all I'm saying. I can see why Cap and his team could be like, all right, what is this really, like, what's really happening here? That's all I'm saying. And uh, I can com- completely understand why people, well, I don't understand why people call him a clown and stuff, but I can understand the arguments um, that I've seen, you know, like floating around on social media, the ones that you presented here um, just now, kind of, you know, not absolving Cat from his decisions and his behavior on Saturday. I can understand that. Um, yeah, my, my only thing, and that's why I had us open with the other point, because I did it to, sh- to show that both sides are at fault here. It, like, I don't want yeah, people yeah. to think. It was really, I, for me, it was like, it was a shady move from the NFL. And then Cap was like, all right, I'm going to be shady too. And then it's like, all right, two shades is not 
you know, that's just a double negative. So nothing good is going to come out of this. You know what I mean? So that's what it, that's where I stand on it. Um, I'm definitely not absolving the NFL from this because I do think it was completely, you know, nasty, their whole approach. I don't believe it was genuine at all. Um, you can't convince me that a corporation like the NFL just woke up three and a half years later and be like, yo, this guy really needs to be in our league. We got to give him a shot. I, you just can't convince me of that. But that's why I said, I said last week, um, when you have, no, the NFL is not paying attention to the voices of people like us saying, Cap should have a job. Cap should have a job. Cap should have a job. For three years, people have been saying that. We've been saying it. We, Yeah, it sucks that what they're doing to him. We've been saying that. But when you get somebody that has a voice that's big enough to say, look, I'm speaking for these niggas saying that the man should have a job, and you give that voice the air, granted, White people do it all the time. Look at any. I'm going to use Puff as an example in a good way. When you got, you know, hip hop doing everything that it's doing and white people like, yeah, but it's still aggressive. And then you see Puff with Ellen or you see Puff with Ben Stiller. Yeah, like you'll always have like you'll always have your pockets of white capitalist billionaires who, you know, kind of like, for lack of a better term, reach down in the mud and, you know, looking to help out minorities, like Robert Kraft. Yeah. Um, so it's not completely, you know what I mean? It's just a conglomerate. I don't really buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I could understand if, like, if Robert Kraft would have called for a workout, I'd be like, okay, I buy that. He's rubbed elbows with some niggers. Right, I can I can see this here. <laughs> Bill Belichick is looking to get rid of Tom after this season. Oh, I can see this. You know what I mean? Um, Seattle, if they would have called, um, if anybody, like, if a team would have just presented this, I would have been like, yeah, I can see where this is going. But for the NFL as a whole, like as a conglomerate, as a corporation, when your commissioner said this is not what we do, but we're just going to grant you this favor. You know what I mean? Like, it's been, a, yeah, it's been a messy three years, but we'll grant you this favor. I just, I just don't, I just don't see it as genuine. That's just me. And I can see why Cap's team, with all the things piling up, the media, the waiver, the, like, I can see why they will sit back and be like, wait a minute. Let's pump the brakes here. This may not look like what the NFL is portraying it to be. I, um, I looked up collusion when all this was going on, and the biggest thing here, yeah, the NFL 100% would have been, that collusion would have been looking a little bit skeptical or more skeptical. Collusion, pretty much secret agreement or cooperation, especially for an illegal or deceitful purpose. And I only said to say, yeah, the NFL would not, I, I can't say it enough, they're not the innocent ones in this. Something did happen that they know about, that Colin knows about. That's why they signed the agreement. I just wish both parties would have gone about this completely different. Because now, and we still don't have the answer to that, do you want a job? Yeah, yeah this is... This is why it annoys me so much because the NFL could have just been like, 
All right. Bring like we'll open it up. We'll open it up to anybody who wanna come. Free tickets. If you wanna come as a regular Joe Schmo, yeah, come on in. Like why just like that one small decision just completely blew this whole thing out of proportion. And that's me- the frustrating part to me. It's just like why couldn't you guys compromise like just on, on this one thing so we can kind of get a better or clearer analysis as to what was really going on. Because if the because if the NFL says we'll open it up to the media, Cap, you bring your videographers, Nike, you guys can come in and do this little commercial that y'all trying to do. Cool. We don't care. All you guys come. So what if it was that and then maybe just a waiver? I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. If we're and this is because it's such a loaded conversation, if we do say, "Hey, we've been painted in the media to be a certain way of oh well, we blackballed blah 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 blah," just like you're trying to cover your reputation, we're trying to cover ours. I I hear you. If it was, and that's why I'm saying both sides. If they would have said, we're not going to have any outside media except for Microsoft because they sponsor them or like Nike because some they're sponsored by Nike. Like anything where it would have made sense where it was a middle ground. Right. There was no there was no negotiating if I'm told on Tuesday, which means I had more than enough time to like go back and forth before Saturday to say, well, if you're not going to allow this, will you allow that? I don't right. like this part of the waiver. Would you be able to, like, will we be able to do something? To... Anything could have been done between Tuesday and Saturday. And it's not like you're working with by Messenger Pigeon or something. Like, it, it's in a day right. age where both sides can are quickly accessible to the other. That's That's something a phone call would have been, hey... Look, the waiver like was the waiver was negotiated on. I did read that um, Caps team sent them an alternative waiver, and the NFL said it was insufficient. So the waiver wasn't getting going anywhere. So that that's why I brought up the media. Like, if you guys would have just let him have his media request, could this have turned out differently? Would he have just bit the bullet and be like, "All right, I see." doing here. I'll sign your liver. You know, just let my camera crew come in. Let the media, let Shefty, every, come on. If they would have just given him that one one thing, would he have signed and we're singing a whole different song today? That's what frustrates me the most. It's like the NFL wasn't, they was like, nope. 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 Nah. That ain't gonna work. On a flip side, Colin has to take responsibility as well because, bro, like you said, that's not something you can't just pull up to a high school, get on a field, and start throwing um, a football around with a camera crew. It's something that you had to put. He definitely had that planned out. He definitely had that planned out. But like I said, his team saw the play. So they was like, all right, we got our own play. We're going to play your play. But how? That's all it was to me. How does that help if we're, Listen, if we're trying to get you a job? 
and honestly doesn't, but that's the thing. Are you are you trying to get me a job or are you trying to get me to to sign this paper saying I can't sue you again? That's the whole that's the whole question. Do you really want me back in your league or do you want me to not sue you? That's a little that's why I said if it was just that one that one thing, that one media thing. Would Collins' guards have been let down? Would he be like, all right, y'all gonna let my media in? Cool. I'll sign this. Let's get it. And whatever happens, happens. Man, you mentioned being let back in people's league. And we, y'all gonna give us our flowers one of these days. Before we got off, we made the joke. That if Colin gets back into the league, Mellow's people should call Jay to get him back into the league. And look what happened. Soon as we soon got as on, we, air, soon as we said end recording, here comes Wash, Woj, whatever his name is. <laughs> breaking, breaking news: Carmelo Anthony signs the short-term deal with the Portland Trailblazers. Congrats, it. man, man. Congrats, Mello. On paper, McCollum, Dame, and Mello. Yeah. That's going to be a problem. On paper. Yeah. On paper, it looks like. Dang. And Portland had kind of hit a ceiling. You know what I mean? Like the the Dane McCullum tandem is great, but the West just stacked duos. Like there's a bunch of duos over there from LeBron to AD, Kawhi, PG. Kawhi's not playing. Uh, it's just PG. He's not playing. PG. <laughs> you got the Joker and that Murray kid in Denver. It's just uh, Westbrook and Harden. So they kind of got lost in the sauce. They ain't really come out swinging like, you know, people expected them to. Uh, I think they're like eighth seed or something like that, ninth seed, maybe outside the playoff picture. But, you know, season don't really start till Christmas. Um, but, yeah, Melo fits right in. He's iso ball. That seems to be the thing now. Bunch of iso ball. He's a, a scorer. He's going to jack it up. Um, that's what they do. So we'll see how it how it works out for Portland. I did laugh at him wearing double zero, and I don't care what you post, Mellow, <laughs> of significance of zeros, infinity, uh, my nigga is still a nasty number. It's a nasty number. It's, it's a nasty number. They gave that nigga a center from the 70s number. <laughs> double Zero. zero. I, I wanted to ask you about Kyrie. Kyrie's my man, 100 grand, Duke alum, although he only played like six games for us. Um, but I love him for some reason. I don't know why. So Kyrie goes to Boston last season. And they kind of get off to a rocky start. So it's like, oh, it's a bunch of young guys and Kyrie's new. Got to figure it out. Um, then it kind of, you know, the season progresses and it kind of comes out that 
the young guys don't really respect Kyrie. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals the previous year without him. They were like two minutes from beating Bronze to go to the finals. Um, they didn't really respect him. They didn't really, you know, respect his leadership. Didn't think of him much as a leader. Um, and it kind of went nowhere. They made the playoffs because they have a bunch of talent, but then they got it was like a first round knockout, right? Or second the, round. The Boston got eliminated the first round. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so he goes over to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn had made the playoffs that season um, with basically nobody, a bunch of role players, and and D'Angelo Russell. Um. They also got knocked down in the first round, but it was like a great team camaraderie. It was like chemistry, like ball, ball sharing, uh, defense, three point shooting. It was a really, it was a solid team. And uh, now it's just Kyrie there. They got KD, but we all know he's out for the year with the torn Achilles. And they're like 11th seed in the East. So is Kyrie a bit of a cancer? He's a flat earther. So, like, there's that. <laughs> like, off rip, you're just weird. But in terms of basketball, like, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing. Correction. Celtics made it to the second round because they beat, they swept the paces. Okay. And then they went and met the Greek freak, and yeah. That's what. Um, Kyrie. <sighs> because essentially all they did was pluck out D'Angelo Russell at the point guard position, plug in Kyrie, plugged in KD, but KD's on the bench, so it's just pretty much the same thing from last season uh, with the addition of Kyrie at point guard and DeAndre Jordan at center. So you would think like they would have the same pretty much success or even more with a better with a better point guard. I'll say this about Kyrie. Um where he may not be a cancer, he may be cancerous. Um D'Angelo Russell mm. came from a position where he wasn't the man. He was always like a an option. He got booted out of L.A. for the Swaggy P stuff. Mm-hmm. Came to Brooklyn, not to say that he was a man, but it was a last year that Brooklyn team's identity was just that. It was a team. Yeah. Russell would break out. Um, you could almost argue he had his breakout year last year, but mm-hmm. All in all, that was a team effort that got them um, where they did. And you plug Kyrie in, who look at when he first came into the league. He was on a team where he was the man out the gate. He was the man out the gate on a team that had just lost LeBron James. He was the man. He was the one and only. There was nobody else. That Cavaliers team lived and breathed off of what Kyrie was able to contribute. Bron comes back. They win a ring. Bron dips. Kyrie's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. 
I'm good. Not even Bron didn't dip. Kyrie dipped before Bron. Kyrie did before Bron, yeah. He wanted to be the man again. Mm-hmm. So where he may not be where he may not be a cancer just yet, he may start he may uh start to appear cancerous um if this Brooklyn thing don't work out. And we won't know that until KD comes back. But I I, I get the point that Kyrie, you should be this team should be playing the same as if they were last year and KD comes and it only adds to the team. Not we're tanking until KD comes and then he comes, we're going to make it miraculously like number one contenders now. Yeah, because even if Kyrie feels like he's the man this year with the Nets, but then they don't get far, but he's, you know, he's worn that badge of I'm the man on the team for a whole year, and then KD comes back, and it's like, all right, I've played with a point guard for the past three years. That's pretty much unselfish. Like, we just move the ball, move the ball, move the ball, and I got to come back to this. Like, I left Russ because of that. But that's why it was dumb on KD to leave anyway, because you were in a situation in Golden State where you had niggas that had rings before you got there they won before you got there you got there and all they did was and i i keep saying y'all niggas were playing rucker park basketball in the nba niggas was having fun shooting threes from wherever they wanted (laughs) niggas was selfless like they everybody on that team denied themselves to adapt to your game yeah and i don't see Kyrie doing that at all. Next season. At all. Because he didn't do it for LeBron when LeBron was in Cleveland. He didn't do it for LeBron. He didn't do it for LeBron. But LeBron didn't care. But I feel like KD would care. Like KD would be like clapping for the ball like he was doing to Draymond that night they got in the argument. I don't know. We got to see how it plays out. Yeah, man. Um, Sunday Night Football... Before we cut out of here, Green Bay, San Fran. Ooh. Ah, I'm going to go with the 49ers. I don't know what the 49ers have been on this season, but that Monday night game with them and the Seahawks was probably the best game mm-hmm. I've seen in a while. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say Packers, only because, fam, Bosa on the 49ers is a problem, but Aaron Rodgers is that much more dangerous when he can be uh, pushed outside the pocket. Yeah, he got Devontae back, so that's his threat uh, go-to guy. Jimmy G, uh, if I'm – because it's going to be defense. It's going to be the Niners' defense versus Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Because it ain't going to really be the Packers' defense versus Garoppolo. It's literally, that's the matchup. It's going to be the Niners' defense if they can keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Yeah. And I think they can, so that's why I'm picking them. I got, uh, I got Packers. You got Niners. You got a show. Shameless. Shameless is back. Season 10. Shameless is back. I wonder if Fiona's going to make an appearance. Uh, I think she's done. 
Which which is interesting because I do want to know how they continue the story when she was such an integral piece. Um, Have you been keeping up with a million little things? Yes. Right, yes, we'll I have. Talk about that. We'll we'll have that discussion uh, as well. But my show uh, for your comedic relief, fresh off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> if if you haven't watched the episode of Fresh Off the Boat, it is quite entertaining. Um, so yeah, Fresh Off the Boat. And yeah, that's it for you, Negroes. Uh, get your excuses ready. That's still the moniker. Always is when we leave. <laughs> when we leave you, help desk lady. I hope you really have a horrible time. <laughs> this is really your fault. You can't put it on. It's like eighty percent your fault, twenty percent help desk lady. I'll take thirty percent my fault, seventy percent help. Wow, that is. Wildly underrated. That's thirty. I'm taking accountability for my part. Um, thirty mine, seventy helped us, lady, and hope you and a Bob's guy <laughs> go out on a date <laughs> and waste each other's time. Um, oh man. So until next time, that's that's all I have. I'll holla. Yes, sir.